What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, my A1 since day one, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show wherever you're listening to us. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we got some very special guests joining us tonight. We are going to be talking to former Notre Dame and UCF quarterback Brandon Wimbush and his business partner Aiden Sile. Brandon and Aiden are the founders and CEOs of Mogul. We'll talk to them about what Mogul is and what the inspiration was behind starting this kind of platform for athletes. All this and more on episode 186 of the TSK show coming up right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 186 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, my A1 since day one, Shelton's very own. Tyler Pachelki, what's up, TP? How you living, man? I'm good, man. I'm in I'm in sun, sunny California, but it's 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 not so it's not so sunny. It's not so warm. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I, brought the, I brought the cool weather with me. Yeah, it's been cold. It rained earlier this week. It's uh it's been gloomy the past couple of days, but uh, it's March now. We're we're getting towards spring and and summer, so it's. I feel the heat coming soon. Yeah, it was weird. It's I got done with work and it was still light outside, and it was that was the first time uh, it really hit me that it, it was still pretty bright out when uh, when I got done with work. Um, but uh, some housekeeping first, real quick. We do have to let you know that Jacob is going to be taking some time away from the show to focus on some other stuff that he has going on. Uh, Jacob will always be welcome back on the TSK show. Uh, we thank him for everything that he brought to the show, but uh, he's got some stuff that he's got to handle and he's got to do what he's got to do. And uh, we're going to yep. keep on going because uh, that's what we got to do. So um, yep. we got a really cool episode tonight. Uh, but before we do that next week, uh, Tyler, we have to recap all of the transactions that uh, have taken place in NFL free agency because there's been a lot of movement over the past couple of days and since we last recorded. So we, we'll, we'll get to all of that next week, uh, but we do have some special guests joining us tonight. But before we introduce those guests, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show is sponsored by Jay Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. Welcome 
Joining us on the phone right now are the founders of Mogul. Mogul is a platform that allows athletes to easily connect to businesses, foundations, and individuals for compensation opportunities. So right now, I want to introduce the founders and CEOs of Mogul, Brandon Wimbush and Aiden Sayel. Brandon, Aiden, welcome to the Sports Kingdom show. We appreciate you guys taking the time. We know it's kind of late for you guys being in different time zones right now. So uh, we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time for us tonight. Whatever it takes to permeate the uh, the West Coast market. Thanks so much <laughs> for having us on, Eric and, and Tyler. We're excited to be here. We love it. We love it. Eric, Tyler, thanks so much again. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to get on the show here. I'm a big fan of everything that you guys do. And, um, you know, obviously you guys have been up and running since 2017. So major props to you guys as well. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Brandon, uh, I want to start with you and we'll get into Mogul in a minute, but I want to go back to your playing days first. Uh, you were the New Jersey Gatorade Football Player of the Year. You went on to play for Notre Dame under Brian Kelly, and then you played a post-grad year at UCF. But I really just want to know like, what it was like being the start starting quarterback for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Like, That's got to be quite the spotlight that you were under, man. Yeah, man, it, it was quite the spotlight. Um, I forget what the analogy is, but it's like there's there's three, you know, most important positions that you can hold. Uh, and one is being the Pope. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys quarterback and then it's the Notre Dame quarterback or something <laughs> like that. So, but, you know, it, elite it company, elite company. Yeah, elite company. Right. And it was an honor, uh, although it was cut short in my second year. It was an honor to lead a, a, such a historic program you know, even for a year and a half. And um, I'm just most grateful for the relationships that I was able to build uh, during my year and a half there. But, you know, nothing compares to running out of that tunnel on a on a Saturday night and playing in front of 90,000 uh, fans screaming your name and, and beating one of your rivals. So, um, you know, very grateful for that opportunity. And uh, obviously, as it leads into what we're doing today, it's been a very valuable experience. And, um, it's helped us build what we're building today. Yeah, and Brandon, uh, just to piggyback there, the, the quote that you're thinking of is uh, the two most important people in the Catholic Church, number one is the Pope, and number two is the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. <laughs> Thanks, partner. That's why I have you on my team. That's why we're a team. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I love it. The, the, the chemistry is, is already showing its true colors right there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I bring the fan perspective here, so definitely help to flesh <laughs> that out. So, Aiden, why don't you uh, give the listeners an idea of what your background is and, and how you and Brandon connected? Yeah, um, so I was raised in New Jersey, um, same place as Brandon, um, both from northern New Jersey prep schools where we went to high school. I went to Seton Hall Prep and he went to St. Peter's Prep. Um, it's kind of something that we frequently joke about. Um, I always refer to us as rival high schools and Brandon doesn't like to see us as rivals because he played football and <laughs> in football, there definitely wasn't too much of a rivalry. St. Peter's is nationally ranked every year and, you know, Seton Hall does what it can on the county level. 
um, but that's about where it ends. Um, but, you know, just a little bit of backstory about me. So I was actually raised in Western or born in Western Canada, uh, lived for a while in Toronto and then was raised in New Jersey, as I mentioned. Graduated from Notre Dame in 2017, where Brandon and I um, continued our friendship. We were obviously familiar with each other from our high school days. Definitely got closer at Notre Dame, really more on a social level more than anything. Um, if you didn't know already, I was not catching touchdown passes from Brandon. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but so, you know, graduated in 2017, went and worked in finance in the capital markets in New York for a number of years. Um, started my career at Morgan Stanley, then worked in private equity at Lexington Partners. Um, and currently I've been working as a senior strategy associate as well. Um, but really, you know, came up with this idea almost going on a year and a half ago now um, to really come up with a medium that would facilitate engagements for collegiate athletes and take all the stress um, out of the equation for them and really come up with a seamless process for them to seek out opportunities to monetize their name, image, and likeness when that became legal. Um, yeah. So it reached out to Brandon to get his feedback on, on the platform idea. Um, figuring out what features and functionality he would need to see present there, um, both from the athlete perspective and from obviously the university compliance and NCAA oversight perspective. Yeah. Um, and Brandon, you know, had already started to have thoughts in the space. Um, he's got a background in, in venture capital and was very involved um, with some venture capital clubs on campus as well. Um, so he immediately did me one better and said, Hey, you know, um, I'm still waiting on an opportunity for the NFL. Like, do you mind if I get involved here? Let's build this together. And um, I would be lying to say if it's been smooth sailing since then, but um, we've definitely been on an upward growth trajectory ever since then. So, Aiden, you brought up the name, image, and likeness and student athletes wanting to to be compensated for, for all of that. And I, I turn to you now, Brandon, when did you first realize that Notre Dame was taking advantage of you and taking advantage of being able to use your name, image, and likeness without having to compensate you for it? Uh, I knew this wasn't a, uh, I knew this wasn't, uh, how do I want to put this? I knew this was the case as I, you know, it's just, it was inevitable, right? Like there wasn't an opportunity for me to make money. Right. So, there wasn't ever a conversation through the recruitment process or even in the uh, in my time at Notre Dame, right? Other than the locker room and, and other than guys and girls wanting to change this law. But then it really hit me, guys, when my good peer, my good friend, uh, my good, you know, colleague of, of a student athlete, Arike Ogumawale, who uh, people who are familiar with. She hit the big shot for Notre Dame in the women's tournament. You know, two, two of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she made an appearance on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Right. And that's a, that's this is a, a scenario I bring up often in our conversations. But, you know, it, it, it's for the it's for the purpose of, of this of this question. She wasn't able to monetize that appearance. She wasn't able to monetize anything after those two big shots. Right? She's, you know, for better or for worse, she's at the peak of her brand awareness. Right especially on a national level, especially within the South Bend community. So the opportunities in an NIL, you know, enabled market for Arike would have swarmed her, you know, whoever her, you know, whoever was representing her or 
uh, would have swarmed her DMs, right, on Instagram and on Twitter after those two big shots, right? And so Mogul's setting ourselves up. We're setting ourselves up to be in place for those types of um, for those types of events that these athletes have, right? Um, so they can take advantage of their peak brand awareness in their local markets primarily. Yeah, so this is kind of for both of you, but was was the was the change in law um, with the NCAA in being able to profit off the image and likeness? Was that kind of the the starting point that got you the idea to start Mogul? Um, so it was actually kind of a number of factors. So I had, like I mentioned, I had been working in finance um, and was really looking for an opportunity to make a tangible impact. Um, in the lives of others through sports. Um, sports has been something that I've been passionate about since I was little. Um, and I definitely had identified that I wanted to do something in collegiate sports. Um, so as you mentioned, right, the NCAA had initially voiced support for NIL rule changes in January of 2020. Um, and that was when, you know, I had already written the business plan for a two-sided marketplace, which is now Mogul. Um, but that was when we could really get the ball rolling, rolling because that... Um, that initial domino had finally fallen, right? The NCAA was always the gating factor of all of this and had never voiced support um, for any NIL rule changes until then. Um, so that was a major change in the, the overall dynamics of the conversation and the likelihood that name, image, and likeness rule changes could actually be put in place. Um, so that was when you know I'd, I'd started calling athletes with the idea and with the business plan, Brandon obviously being one of them. Brandon, what, what pushed you to, to want to start Mogul? You know, this is something I haven't really spoken about, but um, what pushed me to to want to join the mogul train is simply the people that I've met at Notre Dame, and you know, Aiden being one of them. Understanding that uh, the people that I went to school with provide so much value, right? And that's the part of Notre Dame that I admire the most is the people that I I would come in contact with and kind of what they would be able to accomplish post, uh, you know, post-academic career or post, for me, it was post-athletic career. So I wanted to hop on the train there and know that a guy like Aiden was going to do something pretty special in his life and for me to be a part of that and, and provide value. Um, I thought there was an opportunity there for me. And, you know, even more in-depthly, like I wanted to change the lives of college athletes. And I think this is a great medium to do that. So, um, uh, you know, this is an opportunity that, I didn't think I could pass up and uh, I would love for Mogul and Notre Dame to be at the forefront of, uh, of, you know, NCAA uh, evolution. So uh, how big of a deal do you guys think it is that there, there's a new federal bill being pushed that would make it illegal to set a limit on the type of size endorsement deal a student athlete can agree to as a way to, profit off of their name image and like likeness basically they're not like with if this bill gets passed there's not going to be a limit to how much a student athlete can make off of their name image and likeness i, I mean how big of a deal yeah, is that so, so um so there's a bit, there's been a bunch of, of federal bills that have been proposed i think it was tyler proposing the question there but you know, so, so some of them are obviously more athlete friendly. Some of them are more NCAA friendly, right? So there's, there's have, there has to be a compromise uh, eventually. But 
um, that that one feature, that one characteristic of that federal bill, Tyler, I um, I don't necessarily agree with, um, and that's that's hard for me to say, right? Because I think it should be you go out and make as much money as you want, but um, as far as recruitment goes, like is somebody going to offer a Trevor Lawrence and then you, you go and recruit a high school student and say, Hey, this guy, Trevor made a $1.5 million on, you know, on a, uh, on one uh, head and shoulders commercial. Right. So it, that just kind of, that, that sets the playing field, that playing ground unevenly for me, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, there has to be some sort of compromise. And I think within the next, you know, four or five months, we're going to see, um, we're going to see that compromise come together. So like, what are some of the, what are some of like the businesses that you're trying to connect these athletes with? Is it, is it mainly like social media as far as just kind of like being a, a model for the brand? Yeah. So actually the, the thing that really differentiates mogul in the name image and likeness landscape is we're really on a mission here to offer opportunities for all athletes. And one of the ways that we've identified being able to do that is really focusing in on the local markets, right? So, you know, you think about Joe Burrow and Zion Williamson and Trevor Lawrence, those guys obviously have national brands and they'll be able to get the Nike endorsement levels. But when you think about the broad collegiate athletic landscape, you know, most athletes, even if they're, you know, star linebackers at Notre Dame don't have national brands, their big value is in the local communities surrounding those large collegiate athletes athletic programs. So as a result, um, you know, when you think about local businesses, local citizens, local areas surrounding these universities, the opportunities that moguls really focused on providing is appearances, micro influencer social media campaigns, and personal training slash private athletic training. Um, because obviously, that's an opportunity that all athletes can provide value into local, you know, middle school athletes, high school athletes, you name it. Um, and then the appearances would be autograph signing, speaking engagements, um, you know, all of those type of um, typical appearance engagements. And then the social media campaigns could be anything from, you know, an individual campaign where, you know, Brandon goes and does um, a social media promotion for local Dick Sporting Goods, or, you know, it could be more of a micro-influencer campaign in which, um, you know, the local soccer club wants to, uh, really get an activation going with Notre Dame women's soccer players. And, and it doesn't ob obviously have to be Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way we're thinking about it. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of college town, college town heroes out there. And it'd be great for those guys that, you know, like I'm from Washington state and I know that, you know, Pullman, Washington is a very tight, small community. And, you know, when they get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of success, you know, they're big time in the community and they'd be able to profit off that kind of stuff. Big time. We got to get you in touch with Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, that was like that, first, that would be that great. Like the first guy that came to mind. That would be ideal. Yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing, kind of just to piggyback off of what I've said, is obviously when you look at this landscape, collegiate athletes have been you know criminally deprived of the ability to monetize their their own you know human publicity rights, um, and you know even if there was like a local musician right a college student who's just an amazing musician but because he's not competing for the athletic program 
he's he's able to you know monetize that by doing local gigs and you know selling his music um via cds whatever um so when you look at you know this landscape the other side of it is the local businesses have been deprived of this opportunity as well like obviously tourism gets increased on game weekends and things like that and that helps local businesses to thrive but they've missed out on the marketing opportunities that can be derived from these athletes too so we're really on a mission here to empower athletes to seek out these opportunities, but also on a mission to really help local businesses to build their brands and increase profitability. So you guys really got Mogul up and running and, and off the ground at a very interesting time in the world. Like, what was that like starting this venture, like in the middle of a pandemic? And I have perfect. seen each other twice. Say that one more time, Brandon. Been in person. I said, Aiden and I have seen each other twice in person, but I don't know what Aiden was going to say, but, you know, and, and um, we actually just brought on a team of, uh, we're now a team of about 16 members. Um, and it's been a challenge to create a culture, but I think we've done a pretty good job of doing that uh, virtually, right? That, that presents its own problem. Um, and then as far as really our business model goes, We've done a good job of um, cold calling, cold emailing, right, from our sales interns. They've done a really good job there. But the next component of that, you know, from our sales team is going to be going door to door with our with our product and providing the local businesses a demo, right, and allowing them to kind of go through it, see the value in the product offering, right, and hopefully that 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 drives a little bit more awareness to to what we're building. Um, at Mogul, and there's a little bit more receptive uh, receptiveness, if that's a word. Um, so, you know, there, there's there's parts of it that have helped us, um, and then there's parts of obviously everything that's going on that have kind of left us away or left us room to uh, enhance what we're what we're building. Aiden, I didn't know what you were going to add on. Yeah, the only thing that I was going to add to that is that. Um, you know, from my perspective, quite frankly, COVID allowed me the opportunity to really reset, um, you know, didn't basically save three hours or so of my day not commuting um, and getting ready in a suit, tie, everything like that. It, it provided me additional time to really sink my teeth into what was originally a passion project for me. Um, and that, you know, has now really become um, so much more, you know, it, it, a really burgeoning enterprise here. Um, so COVID, in, in, from my perspective, really made all of this possible, um, if you want to take one silver lining to the pandemic. So are you guys um, limiting, you know, at all of like what kind of, you know, sports you're covering or is it, it's, you know, swimmers, golfers, you know, is it, is it everything? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, that's another key differentiation factor for Mogul here, right? A lot of the competitors in this landscape are focusing on the big, you know, big name athletes and the large brands, but we're really focused on providing opportunities for all athletes in this space, um, recognizing that all athletes provide incredible value at, you know, the micro influencer level within those local communities. Um, so there's no limits, no limitations um, to any to athletes. Anyone can sign up and it's free for athletes and always will be. Do you guys ever plan to maybe dip into like the prep, uh, the you know the high school level, or are you far primarily just focused on NCAA right now? 
Well, so we recognize that the, the prep level is going to be obviously a pipeline for future mogul um, athletes and mogul customers. Um, so to, to whatever degree we can build our brand awareness within high school athletes, whether it's appearing at camps or, you know, just doing informational sessions or providing um, resources available to them online, we're definitely going to be doing that. Um, but, you know, with regards to actually providing opportunities for them, I think there's probably going to be another layer of uh, legislation that would need to actually allow high school athletes to do that. Um, that just opens up a whole new can of worms for Mogul and for everyone else. So right now, student athletes, they can only, well, when it becomes legal and, and everything goes through, student athletes will, they'll only be able to profit off of their name, image, and likeness from outside endorsements, not directly from the school that they attend. Do you think that there will ever be a point where the school will actually be paying student athletes? That's what I think. I, I don't know. That's um, that's where the line of employment is drawn, right? And that's where that's where NCAA doesn't want to go. Um, that's where also your amateurism is taken away from you as a college athlete. Uh, and that's also the key differentiator here, you know, as the NCAA works this thing out, is them trying to uh, maintain the college athlete's amateurism. So once the school starts to pay the athlete directly, um, that's when they become employees of the university, and then that's where, the, you know, some of the laws and the, the regulations kind of falter. Yeah, and kind of my opinion or thoughts on the matter is I do think that we're trending towards, you know, collegiate athletic athlete alternatives, right? Obviously, we saw that that new um, league come up over time elite, right? And then when you think about like hockey, for example, right, they have the OHL and the WHL and all those other. And the NBA um, G League's doing it with the G League Ignite team. Exactly. Right. So I do think that, you know, I don't see universities ever directly compensating athletes because, as Brandon mentioned, that really directly conflicts with the amateurism component of the sport. Um, but I do think that a lot of the higher profile athletes will elect to go um, in, and seek out the opportunities available to them in these new alternate um, leagues and programs. Brandon, do you wish you could have been able to profit off of your name, image, and likeness back when you were in school? Of course. Who doesn't? Um, you know, it's tough with Notre Dame. and I don't know if it's the same, but it's something that, you know, as a mobile team we got to dive into is the merchandise, right? Because Notre Dame doesn't sport the last name of, uh, of their athletes on, on the back of their jersey. So, like, a number seven was sold. Was it Will Fuller? Was it, uh, was it DJ? If, um, you know, this other kid who played defense was it Nick Watkins? Was it Brandon Wimbush? And so merchandising is obviously going to be a big component here as well. But yeah, man, for me, um, I think I would have done pretty well for myself in, in, in the South End community, just given how small and, and niche it was, uh, and what the, the Notre Dame quarterback means to that community. So yeah, I would have loved the opportunity to do that. And you, you brought up something a while back when we were talking about setting limits on, on the amount of money student athletes could make. And, and you brought up the comparison with Trevor Lawrence and the, the $1.5 million off a head and shoulders commercial or, or whatever it was. 
it if there wasn't because it it, it, it it made me think like if there wasn't a limit on what players could make coaches could use that as a recruiting tool to be like hey if you come to a certain school knowing that brand and how big of a, a brand that is or the school's brand is in that community especially with the football or basketball team depending on what school it is that that's definitely something that that could play into a recruiting factor wouldn't it absolutely especially when you think about the overall surrounding communities surrounding a lot of these programs right like for example if you look at texas longhorns or ohio state right they have large cities behind them that are you know really strong socioeconomic statuses behind them when you compare that to you know another huge program like alabama and tuscaloosa just naturally by by way of the market and the surrounding community and and the, the business um the business ecosystem surrounding these schools, um, there is going to be a range of compensation opportunities available to athletes. Well, and I think also strong alumni bases that are working in multiple different fields, they'll, they would be able to, to use their own personal businesses to start either sponsoring or endorsing athletes in, in the local community. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then, you know, I mean, that when I think about it, at least me personally, I do think that that could potentially level the playing field a little bit because a lot of, you know, what's going to be directly available to these athletes is, as I mentioned, you know, really geographically where they're located. But then schools like Penn State, you know, really remote area, but absolutely massive alumni base schools like Notre Dame, national brand, massive alumni base, really you know, tiny community, remote area, South Bend, Indiana. So the hope would be that those would level the playing field. But I do think that, or I anticipate there being limits put um, on these overall compensation opportunities, just because otherwise, you know, it really could get out of whack from a recruiting perspective. But the only difficulty with that, you know, just kind of brainstorming to myself right now, the difficulty that arises when you put maximum limits on it is like people will always figure out a way then to go above and beyond. So then you're really just opening up a different avenue of corruption, right? Like if Right. And we know the NCAA is a, a very corrupt organization and and all of the the back backroom deals and all of that between agents and schools and recruits and, and all of that, it, it opens up a whole nother can of worms. Right. Yeah. And I really do. I am of the opinion that the only way that you can actually make this work is by making it a free market. Um, Like these athletes already aren't getting compensated by the schools and the schools are already making, you know, millions, if not billions off of the backs of their athletes. So, you know, the only way that you can truly allow it to be um, something that works for the athletes, recognizing the incredible brand potential that they have is by making it a fully free market. All right, Tyler, you got anything else? No, man, I just I just wanted to say I think you guys are, are actually making a difference. You know, I think it's it's really cool what you guys are providing for these for these athletes that have been, you know, kind of taken advantage of for as long as I can ever remember. Um, and I just I just think it's cool and I think you guys are actually making a difference. Thanks guys. We, you know, we really appreciate you guys having us on and happy we were able to make it happen. Um and you know, hopefully that you know we're we're established. We're pretty well established here on the East Coast with 
you know, some of our teams. So, you know, we're hoping to hopefully make it out out west and get our name out there and, and help those athletes. So thank you guys so much for having us on and you know, with, your, with your presence. Yeah, and guys, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just kind of would love to reiterate for the listeners here just to tie it up nicely um, before we close. Um, sound good? Yeah, yeah, go for it. No, I was, I was just letting you go. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so for anyone who listened, first of all, thank you so much um, for taking the time out of the day, your day to listen to Brandon and I talk. Eric, Tyler, thank you so much for the opportunity to join the show. We're obviously really big fans um, and really appreciate all the work that you guys do. At Mogul, what we've done here is we've created a platform that will connect current and former collegiate athletes to opportunities to monetize their name, image, and likeness. The name, image, and likeness era is coming. In July of 2021, Florida student athletes will have the opportunity to monetize their name, image, and likeness. And expected federal legalization is coming in August of 2021, if all things go as planned. At Mogul, what truly differentiates us is that we're on a mission here to empower the athlete throughout this entire process. And we're on a mission to provide opportunities for all athletes. From a local business perspective, we're helping businesses to grow their brands and increase profitability. And then we have a philanthropic mission as well to donate a portion of our proceeds to local youth athletic programming to continue to foster and promote the accessibility of those programs for the underserved communities surrounding these large collegiate athletic programs. So reach out to us if you'd like to get involved or if you'd like to learn more. Um, And with Mogul, you can get paid, you can build your brand and you can make a difference. Where can people find you on social media and your website, all all of that good stuff? Yeah, so our website is www.mogul.online. That's M-O-G-L dot online. On Instagram, um, we're on, it's at get.mogul. I would encourage everyone to definitely follow our Instagram page. We do a number of Instagram live sessions with some really high-profile athletes. And we also provide a lot of uh, informative resources on the name, image, and likeness ruling and updates throughout that process. We're on Twitter at the Mogul app. We're on LinkedIn. It's just Mogul, spelled like the company name. We're also on Facebook as well. Um, and I would encourage everyone else to also follow our personal Twitter profiles and Instagram profiles as well. All right. Uh, Brandon, Aiden, thank you again so much for coming on the show tonight. We really appreciate your time. And, uh, we look forward to working with you guys again in the future. Yeah, thank you guys. Absolutely, guys. All right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.